that's true. Okay, vocal fam, here we are. Let's roll. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Vormir, may Black Widow rest in peace. Arya was like, I'm still upset about Black Widow dying. I'm not she okay. She had strong feelings. She was my favorite Avenger. <laughs> was kind of hoping y'all couldn't hear that. She's still going. I'm, honestly, someone probably just walked by the front door. Heaven forbid. It's okay. I wanted to go with, even though we're talking about Star Trek today, I wanted to go with an Avengers theme since WandaVision opens in less than a week. I'm pumped. Wow. I'm pumped. Six days. WandaVision starts in six. Have you all watched the Disney, the Legends, Marvel Legends, little super super cuts no. of like the best? So so Marvel's they're doing a, a Marvel Legends thing on Disney Plus to set up all the new shows, but also just to like relive the past. Blah 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 blah. And they're like six or seven minutes long. Like seriously, they're like they're short. Um, but they they've only released. Marvel, or, uh, yeah, Marvel. <laughs> They've only released Vision and Wanda so far. That makes sense. Uh, because the show's about yeah. to start. I um, buy that. But, you know, it's like got all this really super dramatic, moving music. What makes a legend? Blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever. Anyway, vocal fan. This, by the way, I'm not putting this up until next week, um, since we have our big uh, Teaching Online 2.0 up right now. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Makes so, Vocal sense. Fam, if you're here for the teaching, go back to last week and hear the whole posse talk about, uh, you know, what, what's next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of teaching, actually, before we dive in, and, and we're here to talk about Star Trek Discovery Season 3. So, Vocal Fam, if, if you maybe haven't watched Star Trek Discovery Season 3 yet, I would recommend highly that you go and do it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, We're going to cover all of it. And don't listen to this podcast as the way you watch <laughs> this third season of Discovery. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, Sarah, I've been thinking, I had a text message from a student who has been offered like a, you know, a little voice teaching position at a music studio. Oh. And they asked me, obviously, like they had like one single um, ped class, like undergrad ped one with me. That was like their entire undergraduate, you know, because they were a music ed student. And so they only have the one semester. They don't get to, they don't get to take the second semester and whatever. Anyway, um, but they said to me, can you like, because, you know, when you're young, you don't really know even what you're asking, right? Yeah. They said, can you give me any tips about teaching voice? (laughs) Oh. <laughs> oh. I was like. <laughs> Use an Ethernet cable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I know for a fact that this new studio is only teaching face to face. But anyway, what I was going to say. <laughs> What I was, I'm, I'm not affiliated with this studio That's at all. That's a very open-ended question. It is. Um, right. But so my first response was, well, you know, teacher training is really a, the central part of my work. Uh, yeah. 
you should, you know, one of the best resources would be to listen back through the back catalog of Vocal Fry. He yeah. goes, oh, yeah, I should really check your podcast out, I guess. And you're like, yep. This is, of course, one of my voice students. Yeah. <laughs> I just... You have quite the archive now, though. That's true. That's true. Plus, Go ahead. And they're pretty well labeled so that, like, if you had a specific mm-hmm. problem, you could pretty easily scroll through and be like, oh, yeah, this is the right episode for me. This is our 140th episode of Vocal Fire. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Not That's counting. It, it's actually 141, but I put that one little three-minute thing up for the president. Um, so right. this is actually yeah. our 140th full episode. So, yeah, it is. You know, if I actually went back and I actually wrote down all the content that I've blasted away on this show, it's easily a book. Yeah, there's your book. You know, we keep coming back to back to this of the book but eventually we'll just basically get like transcripts of all of our episodes and give them to a ghost writer and pay the ghost writer to write the book to go through and somehow make it actually follow like some sort of outline but anyway my Not point that we would ever get distracted by my, anything right uh squirrel yeah <laughs> um what i was thinking though sarah might be fun for this spring sometimes mm-hmm would because we have some guests lined up already mm-hmm. but so vocal fam don't worry there's some there's some real cool guests coming up here in january and february already we're going to finish out our plural publishing uh, authors spotlights you know so there's some really cool stuff coming up there um but also uh, and we'll have other guests on and, and whatever um i'm sure that we'll have the the executive director on again to just give us a nats update for the spring just you know at some point um but anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, I think maybe we should take, like, maybe like a little, we've never done this, but like, maybe do like a three episode, like, mini series like of, like, advice for the new voice teacher. Perfect. These are the episodes I need. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. and maybe we could even bring back some, like, guests. Like, one of the people who I was thinking of in my head to bring back and, and would be, like, to, uh, um, and I haven't messaged messaged her yet, you know, so she um, may say this no. This is how you're getting news. But, like, to, like, have, like, Shannon Coates back on. She's really passionate about teacher training and, and yeah. does her own online teacher training and whatever. But she also has trained a lot of beginning teachers to launch out, as well as more advanced teachers. But, you know, I think a lot of of our pedagogic materials are really geared toward like the kind of information that's more valuable to a more experienced voice teacher experienced voice teacher and exper- a teacher working with more experienced students because that's something that i really kind of had to learn on the job was transitioning from you know in school even when you're doing practicum a lot of times you're working with basically other students who have had voice lessons or if nothing else they're people that are coming because they're gen- they're already plugged into the music department in some way they're more experienced not someone just saying well yeah i want to sing um so you know something like that until i just started sending out multiple blasts saying hey that's you want to come true. hit that high note that's true that that made a big difference but that was my master's that was an undergrad if right. i'd only done undergrad then that was when I taught Jamie in practicum. Right. No, I think that was the first semester of your master's. I think. Maybe. Doesn't it matter. honestly might have been. Anyway, my point just is, I think we could do like a little 
maybe two episodes, maybe it's three episodes. I don't know, but like, uh, you know, and, 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 and vary it for like experience for the brand new private studio teacher. Yeah. Advice for the brand new academic teacher, whether that's a graduate assistant or, a you know, a, a professor actually, um, in their first, you know, um, you know, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm just, that's something I'm thinking about. It actually was something that came to me this morning on my walk with the dog. Um, mm. so when I say this is a, like a brand new idea, it was brand new this morning. I like um, it. I only really have good ideas. Usually, usually when I'm walking the dog, that's, that's, Walking the dog or on my run. I only really have good ideas outside. <laughs> and when I'm standing up. I, can, I, I can't. getting very, like, weirdly specific. When I'm standing up. Did you ever else? watch the movie A Few Good Men? Mm-mm. With Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. Seriously, Mm-mm. you've not seen A Few Good Men, Sarah? No. Okay, well, Josh has seen A Few Good Men. Sorry. Well, in A Few Good Men. It's because you, she can't handle the truth, right? Oh, good is that where that line? I do know the line that you. That's you where it the comes truth, from. You can't. Ha- okay. Well, I do um, know that line. <laughs> but uh, Tom Cruise's character—he can't think without his baseball bat. Like he has right. to have his baseball bat. Right. I can't think sitting down. Like I don't. I, I don't think like just if I need to like just creatively think, I, I don't do okay. it well sitting down. Um, yeah, I get it. Anyway, so anyway, Vocal Fam, we're here. Uh, Dr. Glasner's back with us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, after, you know, for the second week in a row, it's usually how these things end up happening. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Josh, um, this is the first time you've been on. We didn't even talk about it. That You're, not, you're, you're at a different institution now. I am, in fact. You want to tell the Vocal Fam where you're on the faculty now? Sure. Uh, in uh, August, I started at Clark University in Dubuque, Iowa. So I went from New York to Myrtle Beach to Dubuque. Dubuque seems like a pretty hip town. Dubuque is pretty sweet, actually. I mean, for um, Iowa, I mean, I think of Iowa, I think of farms, but Dubuque seems I to be pretty sweet. Porn, it kind of has, like, all of that. It's um, We're <laughs> actually, like, in a cool, um, like, industrial, renovated part of town um, that has, like, a bunch of cool bars and, like, things that would be wonderful not during a pandemic and then you drive like you go like over the over the river into wisconsin you can get like the best brisket like from a farm from a an actual butcher like that pulls the cows from like the farm next door exactly it's pretty awesome i like it so anyway vocal fam uh we're here to talk about, like we said, Star Trek Discovery Season 3, because this is a podcast about not only singing and voice teaching and science, but also nerd pop culture. Um, and I refuse to consider that nerd pop culture is not a thing. Nerds are a thing. Pop culture is a thing. And nerds are thing. very popular now. So there we are. Yeah, yeah. Geek culture it's one, they said. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Also... Given the events of this week, we all need a little bit of just. Whoo, okay, let's just take a breath. Let's just take a breath. Okay, just. Okay, vocal fam. Yeah. Twenty twenty one said, "You think audit was over?" I saw a great <laughs> thing of um, uh, calling customer service. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, twenty twenty one customer service. I, I I would like to end my subscription now that my free seven day <laughs> trial has expired. Mm-hmm. 
real. <laughs> but you know, this this finale was like. I mean, I know we want to talk about other things, but like, it was freaking cathartic. Yeah. After this week, it was, and and this is, I guess, a week ago for all y'all listening. It was today um, for me. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Star Trek Discovery season three. Sarah and I have talked about the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, where did where, what was the last one we talked about, Sarah? Do you remember? Had we gotten... You know, it's funny. It was right before I went on my, like, Star Trek hiatus because we were literally yeah. talking about how next week was supposed to be an episode all about Giorgio. And then... That's where that you stopped week, watching. My life, like, came to a, a, a halt as far as TV watching went. Right. And so, yeah, I, I watched all of that in the past 48 hours. I had left this. So that was... Like, that, part- that that terra seems firma part, terra firma part one right yeah or terran firma ha 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 oh <laughs> nice um i don't know so just l- let's just dive in i mean you know to, for our thoughts for this season can i just say right off the bat thinking about the finale because we're all just coming off the finale that i hadn't put it together when i watched it but i was like wait uh, when we watched it I caught that the title was That Hope Is You Part 2, but I hadn't put together. I was like, wait, but in my mind, I thought that was not the name of the previous episode. Yeah, yeah, you're like, where was part one? It was the first episode of the season. Mm -hmm. I liked that. It was great. They're doing just really savvy stuff with the titles lately. They also had Unification Part 3. Which was was great. Brilliant. Had Sarah, in your watching of Next Gen, had you seen those two episodes? Yeah. Okay. Wait, maybe. Unification part one and part two are the two episodes with Spock. Yeah, yeah, then I saw those. Okay. So, I mean, you know, here we have in a totally different series. How many series are we now later? One, two, three. This is the fourth series? This is the fourth, yeah. Since Next Gen, and here we have a sequel to Next Gen. Mm -hmm. I mean, how great is that for, like, Mm -hmm. canon Star Trek fans? Also, speaking of Terra Firma part one and part two... How great was that for canon Star Trek fans going the whole way back to TOS? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that Party was forever. You know, that was a that was a wild reference. I mean, obviously, maybe not as fan servicey as seeing Pike and going back to, but at the same time, I mean, that might make it more fan servicey. But I like that there were lots of nods. Just mm-hmm. another series. Um, did y'all like? notice on the weird planet with the um all the dilithium with the hollow it had the things flying in the sky that they have in picard that protect planets i don't know what they're called i should have known what they were called that would make it i don't easier. recall that um, i didn't i didn't catch that yeah i, I think i only know so because i was like oh i recognize those and i pointed them out to jamie and he's like yeah those are from picard well i think one of the things that i would just like to say about predictions that I got right, which is very rare, was that clearly we're getting a kind of Kurtzman-verse-esque continuum here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if we're including Picard in this new Alex Kurtzman-verse, Kurtzman mm-hmm. is the vocal fam, if you're not familiar, he's the, Alex Kurtzman is the, basically the, Show he is, there. he is the, he is the Kevin Feige of Star Trek mm-hmm. entertainment right now. Um, if Kevin Feige is Marvel and Kathy Kennedy is Star Wars, Alex Kurtzman is Star Trek. Um, and he's also actually the showrunner for Discovery. 
He was not the showrunner for Picard, but he is the showrunner for Discovery. Um, so, I mean, we're clearly getting a, a an all-in-one universe. Um, like you know, so that's 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 a thing. Um, what were sort of our maybe we could just you know hit what were our favorite moments from the season um, or or favorite episodes? Uh, I absolutely love Giorgio, so I loved Terra Firma one and two. Yeah. I thought they were great. Those but might. Go ahead, I was gonna say those might have been my favorite episodes as well. I love her. I loved going back and getting to see all of that play out. You see, just like she's so smart. Everything she did was so just finessed. And because you know there are some characters where they do something, and you're sitting on the other side screen going, "No, no, like that's so dumb. You're gonna get messed up." Blah blah blah. Not her. Everything she does, even if you're like, oh, "I don't know if that was the best." Nope. She knew it. Like when um, when she's trusting Michael and you're like, uh, you shouldn't be trusting Michael. This is going to be that. Boom. Nope. Not George. Oh, she knew. She knew the whole time. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And they, they did such a good job. I, th- I think I, I don't have the I don't think I have the critical eye of either of you two with the, with this regard. But I was really pleased with her um, arc. Oh, they yes. really tied up that boat because I because yes. you know, we've been talking it. We were talking about earlier about how they have signed her for her own series. And this happened a couple of years ago, in fact. Um, and I've been waiting to figure out how they were going to get her yeah, back to the too. right place. It didn't really make sense. But they they not only developed her character and tied up loose ends, but they really they really cleared the path well for a, a completely new spinoff. Oh my gosh! That Not was, many shows can do that. Can I well. just say, in my few disappointments from this season, I think my one disappointment was that when Georgia went back mm-hmm. at the very end of that episode, mm-hmm. we didn't get one little moment of her being back on the Section Thirty One ship, having been picked up by uh, yeah. by um, uh, Shasid, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, his character. I can't. Why can't I ever think of that? Uh, no, I know Volk. what you mean. Not Volk, um, but but his Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Ash, Tyler. Yeah, there Ash was Ketcher. a there was a little bit of where I felt like there were a few plot lines introduced that I thought would be fleshed out through the season that got dropped along the way. That I was a little sad. That I was like, but but what about that? I, what, speaking what of to, something to else. Speaking of something else that happened in those two Terra Firma episodes going over to the other universe, mm-hmm. can I just say that, that Mary Wise, when she is Tilly in the other universe, ah. I love it. I love her because she's still Tilly. Like, she's so Tilly, but also, like, yes, torture. Perfect. My specialty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll need full control. Actually, I feel like I was telling Jamie, I feel like increasingly Tilly might be the character that I, I most relate to. Not necessarily Taryn Tilly. I uh, don't think I would be particularly <laughs> comfortable being like, yes, yes. The no, but that might be Taryn Sarah. But, but <laughs> right, that might be Taryn Sarah. But oh. like other Tilly, I feel like I, I relate to that. Just being like, you know, I'm not, I'm not dumb. I'm, I'm a decently intelligent person, but also I want to be nice to people and I'm not overly intimidating, but sometimes I'm in charge and I don't know how to do that. Like I feel that I'm awkward around people. Like I feel that. 
on a real low. At the end of the finale, when she's like, "No, Michael, it's, you, you're good. You just, you just take back this. I'm gonna go over here now." Spe- mm. Speaking of feelings, I think we need to deal with this because I, I think it's important. Um, you know, Josh, you mentioned to it in in, in the text last night or our text mm-hmm. um, or the night before. This this season, I think they did a beautiful job. Of and and Discovery obviously does not shy away from any topic. No, mm. there's nothing that it shies away from. Um, it did a good job of realizing that they had an entire crew of characters who had PTSD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because let's face it, if any single one of us as a human were catapulted 900 years into the future. Mm-hmm. Or 900 years into the past, and we were not traveling with the doctor to go, oh, no, it's okay. The we're TARDIS, back. The TARDIS <laughs> will translate all of this for us. Mm-hmm. That too. If we didn't have that, we would have post-traumatic stress disorder right. of some oh, yeah. kind. Whether that was a small T trauma, a big T trauma, or whatever, it would be trauma. They did a really great job of essentially not only showing you, in a way, every crew member's own arc through the trauma mm-hmm. whether that's Burnham, Saru um, Tilly any of them mm-hmm. but they also did a beautiful job of making the season about that mm-hmm. making the season about mental health and healing and the steps of go- walking through not understanding the world that you're living in. Because that's really one of the tough things about when something like that happens, you kind of don't understand the world around you. Um, Like a lot of us didn't understand the world around us this week. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a real thing. Um, And... And they did a really beautiful job, I thought, because every character dealt with it differently mm-hmm. and we all as humans deal with with our own you know mental health and awareness differently nobody's path even even if constructs are the same nobody's path is identical you know even if you can put yeah. names to different things and diagnoses and and different you know therapeutic steps and blah 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 nobody's path is identical and and none of these characters paths were identical. Um, let's deal with some of the specific characters. Uh, I thought Saru's path through this season was really beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. He, went, he went to the future finally himself, right? Mm-hmm. But then kind of, like, after being himself and being the captain and realizing who he really was... In a way, he was the one of the more grounded, ready for this of any of the crew. Absolutely. Yeah. But then giving of himself at the end of the season to take Sukal in. I thought it, that was great. It was beautiful, and it was so well done. It's like it almost didn't click with me that he had left until a few minutes after finishing the episode. And all of a sudden, I, mean, I was like, oh, oh, Saru is... He's right off of the ship like he is not a part of this anymore. like you, 
that emotion that usually comes with a character leaving, like, it just seems so naturally a part of the plot and continued. I was just like, mm -hmm, yeah, this makes sense. This is what's happening. But. So I'll admit that I'm... There were, you know, I, I did say to Nick uh, that I thought of this. I, did, I didn't realize it till the last episode, honestly, mm -hmm. um, that this whole season was... Um, really an allegory for mental health i think so too or an explore at the very least an exploration exploration of in it yeah health. um and and i will also admit that i am apt to look for um kind of like societal questions and conversations within star trek especially new trek and i mean that's um, been something we've talked about i mean for sure all, all the time yes yeah i mean i i i feel like i bring it up a little too much sometimes no but, but it's a real it's a real thing and, and i thing. finally think that they're getting it right yeah uh, but i will say you know so i'm i feel like i'm still processing this season yeah um, now yeah. that i realize that what it was about i'm seeing these little i'm increasingly seeing these connections and i think i'm just gonna have to rewatch the whole thing um <laughs> soon um i think that's right but if we think about like i mean saru was a ostensibly the 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 mentor figure the guiding figure like the the obi-wan right yeah this um, season Sikal, yes right and not just to Sakal, but to other people to, certainly but, to tilly right and, yeah. I mean, and what's fascinating to me is that if you think about saru's past i don't know if you all have watched um the, the short, short tracks yeah right the short tracks are fascinating because it, one of them gives um background to his um, mm -hmm. it, it's an origin story for Saru. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it, and if he comes from this, just to, to kind of like fill in, you know, people who might not have watched that, um, he comes from this primitive, um, you know, culture um, that uh, was, I mean, kind of cut off from everyone else. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the way he became part of Starfleet was he found this like piece of equipment um, that was a communication device. And um, Giorgio actually um, picked him up and he went through Starfleet and uh, Starfleet Academy and that's how he kind of made his way. Um, but in, in a way, his relationship to Sukal was kind of giving, helping Sukal realize that there's something other than what was, than the facade that was his reality. Yeah. Right? Um, which is very close to what Saru would have experienced going from this primitive culture, pre-warp mm -hmm. culture, to being a captain on a starship. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that, I mean, if we're thinking about how these different characters, um, how we're being shown ourselves in these different characters, if we're talking about Saru, Saru is that kind of guiding figure that all of us benefit from who has either experienced something similar or can help us see the bigger picture. I, I, t I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And, and um, I just, I was, I was sad in one sense to kind of realize there, as I was watching the last episode, I was like, maybe I even realized that in the penultimate episode, like once I saw Doug Jones actually with his face on screen, yeah. I was like, oh, this character's arc is finished. And I was, I was sad. Yeah, oh, I love his, he's one of my favorite characters on the show. 
But at the same time, I think it's important for us to realize, unlike, I think, any other Star Trek show before, and obviously Star Trek is is always been, like, in a way through the eyes of the captain, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. captain's log. <laughs> Stardate 46274. We've just com- completed a, a conference... On <laughs> Chopin Preludes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I kind of want to go back and watch the next gen now. <laughs> you mean it's, when again, they had just, conferences on Chopin Preludes? No, like, I'm telling you, next gen is it's wholesome, it's comforting. You know that at the end of each episode, you're just going to feel okay about life. They're not putting Klingons in humans' bodies and genetically mon- engineering yeah, them together? Yeah, you're not realizing <laughs> that, like the devastation of this child has caused a literally a, a cataclysmic a universe sense. event. Yeah. 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 How do you all feel about like, I mean, we've, we've experienced this with Picard, right? Where we're being shown some sort of dystopia, which is not what Star Trek is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or the beginnings of a t- dystopia. Um, now we have been shown very clearly a dystopia where there's some sort of, you know, semblance of the past living on semblance of like you know flawed perfection right yeah uh living on how do you all feel now that we have two shows that are showing us uh yeah showing us something that doesn't really ask us to be better well i feel like go ahead sarah I feel like Discovery does ask us to be better. Like I, was, I think that part of what makes Discovery so Star Trek to me, almost more than maybe Picard, is that there's so much hope in it. Mm. The even in the Terran universe, the Terran is just truly this dystopia, and Georgiou, who has this glimpse into certainly not our perfect world. I mean, it's not like the other universe is perfect like it is also flawed and closer to what we would usually call a dystopia but she goes back she's like i have seen what our world can be like she has hope she's like we can grow we can make this better and i think same with i mean that's the whole point of like michael and this and the ship discovery is just this emblem of hope and we are starfleet yeah Mm. and they are what starfleet means even when starfleet itself in this future universe is sort of that flawed perfection this remnant that lives on what the federation is supposed to be really lives on almost more in discovery i i agree and i think one of the beautiful things was i think what we've seen now is a the utopia that roddenberry painted Mm -hmm. okay meaning tos into next gen right yeah Mm -hmm that they just sort of rolled with in a way into DS9 although that became a war show mm-hmm. and Voyager becomes kind of its own thing mm-hmm. you know about coffee and nebulas the borg yeah um but uh i think that discovery has given them a chance to real to make some of the old wrongs right, both just in terms of actual literal 
elimination of some of the sexism in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in real life. <laughs> but also realizing that in TOS that was no utopia. Sure. True. Sure. And therefore it probably wasn't in Next Gen either. And now in Picard, starting with Picard, we can sort of see what a corrupted empire actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And now in Discovery, we can see what a destroyed empire looks like, but one that remembers what the founding principles of honor mm-hmm. and respect and dignity and valuing human or valuing life and valuing discovering people and, and whatever. Now they can rebuild on those principles of honor and respect and and dignity and you know kind of like the scene i don't know if it's in the finale or the penultimate episode between uh the admiral and um and osira sure yeah you know admiral wasn't evil by the way definitely thought he was gonna be no i really thought like i'm sorry for his hair his hair made me think he was gonna be evil the haircut the salt and pepper but but yeah, back. Sorry, that was my aside. No, but, but just like the fact that he was willing to say, "Okay, we can talk about this." Yeah, I, I as long he was as shut it down. As long as you'll serve trial for your crimes against humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like. Th- well, and it was a great way I felt like to test her sincerity. Like, are you, are you being sincere in saying that you want to bridge this gap and that you want peace, or is this just all a point? Like, obviously, you've learned how to manipulate our truth lie machine so like let's get to the heart Mm -hmm. of it yeah i I, feel like if next gen in the utopias are kind of like a balm a medicine they make you feel good in in hard times discovery is and some of these newer star trek shows are more of like a fuel to to sort of in yourself and in our own society i I do too um And in a in a positive way, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Not it, in a let's just light a trash fire on yeah. fire and watch it burn. You don't feel depressed. It's just it's showing you how like hey, here's how you can be changed, and it doesn't always have to be Michael, you know, taking over the ship to going into things. It can be Saru recognizing like hey, my place right now is with you know, my people with this community, it's going down and rebuilding from the ground up. Like, I like that. Or Tilly having to stand up to Osira when she was actually at the con. Or, you know, Stamets having to stand up to whoever Stamets is arguing with. (laughs) Poor, Poor Stamets. And I liked, you know, we talked about the true emotions i thought it was very interesting did y'all catch at the very end of the um finale oh yes he obviously has not forgiven michael oh no he and michael definitely have an arc to go through next season which is great love that but it's authentic he didn't just you know oh well everything worked out so i'm okay now well he's a theater actor so he understands actually how to uh (laughs) well there's that (laughs) sorry um uh we obviously also have to give props to Star Trek for its inclusivity this mm. season in so general. Much. I it mean, Adira was. is probably one of the more important characters that TV mm-hmm. has seen. Um, so we have to give them props for, for again, 
even in that you I mentioned it earlier, but even in that utopia that was Star Trek, Roddenberry was a sexist. Of course. Just he was a misogynist and he was a sexist. Let's yep. just it yeah. needs to be called out and said. And I think Kurtzman has basically called it out. While and this is really very Discovery esque, while honoring Roddenberry's legacy. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're just throwing away the universe. And I liked the nods to it and, like, Osira being like, oh, and of course it's a human. Like, talking about the truth lie thing. And several times she's like, yes, yes, of course, couldn't look like me. Or things like that. Like, I right. liked that. Like, kind of the acknowledgement that even in this very diverse and inclusive universe, there are still aspects right. of prejudice. What were your thoughts about, speaking of Adira, what were your thoughts of their... Um, like relationship with both the, the their boyfriend but also um like former host yeah there is a drill yeah and I, I one of the more interesting things there actually I'll be honest I think my most my not my most my <laughs> second most moving moment of the entire season was when the boyfriend could be seen mm-hmm. and hugged Oh, that yes. was and when when he went away, uh, yeah, yes, just like but this right? is what but I'm you missing. know that now that now Stamets and um, oh yeah they're gonna that, make that well happen. so and this it. is what I'm this is what I'm getting at because I'm still again I'm still processing so much with this season yeah, um, yeah. Stamets accepted Adira and Gray mm-hmm. right yes like, Gray gosh I couldn't think of the character's um, name right Gray Tal yeah Tal? Mm-hmm. yep um. Yeah. Yeah, so Stamets accepted that part of Adira. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right away. Right away. Mm-hmm. And um, good Lord, I'm doing so well with names, and then I forget the doctor's name. Hugh. I've been trying Hugh. to think. Oh, thank goodness. I've, y'all, I've spent um, this whole Lord. time thinking. What Sorry, I've got IMDb right. open. Nice, nice. I, I, I had it on my phone, that. but I didn't like, have my phone up. Um, so Hugh... Obviously, you have that connection with Stamets, and I think that's just where that, that, as it might have been a bit of a weak tie, but like that's where he was like, oh, this is, this is Gray. Like, mm-hmm. and that was how we knew that he knew about Gray, right? right? Um, but he had some lines that I can't quite remember uh, towards the end, Hugh did, towards the end when Gray was saying, I don't want to disappear. I don't want to, like, you know, not now that I've experienced this, I don't want to um, be without you, being, being without your touch. Um, and Gray, like, consoled him. I mean, Hugh consoled Gray. Yeah. And he's like, we know you exist. I yeah. think, so, or something like that. We yeah. know you exist. And I'm still trying to process this because I can't tell if this is some sort of, like, you know, we all have different parts of ourselves that we, like, accept or don't accept or other people don't accept or, or something like that. Or if it's, like, more of like a mental illness kind of like schizophrenia yeah, kind of yeah. thing. I, I'm not sure which direction they're going with it, but I'm I'm intrigued. Well, I'm trying to understand. Here's what I would say. I, I I'm not sure about that, but where I but I think the function was the same for a lot of characters, which is I think one of the most important lessons. Again, if this season really was basically an overarching theme of mental health. If that's really what it was, I think one of the most important lessons that came away from this season, which is true about that and is true about the characters on the show at face value, 
is that nothing would have worked if they hadn't been there for each other. Mm. They all needed each other in different ways. Like, you know, Hugh was able to be there for tall gray Mm -hmm. and say, I know what it's like to have not existed anymore. You know, Saru was able to be there for Sakal and be like, I am the same race as you. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Stamets had been there for Adira. Um, you know, uh, whether it's just you know, in, in whatever, but even Book had been there for Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the end, so I was making this point earlier, and I want to come back to it. Star Trek's often told through the eyes of the captain. And it's been an interesting take this whole series that this series has really been through the eyes of Michael. Yeah. Not through the eyes of Stardate 346.2. Can I just have a a moment that why is Sean Connery captain? Because I can't do accents (laughs) at at all. (laughs) Can you imagine Sean Connery actually as a Star Trek? (laughs) Data, data, uh, fire phasers. Now I had the the SNL skit in my head and that made me sad. Oh, right. Uh, Alex Trebek. (sighs) Uh, Anyway. um, Anyway. But... It was, it was kind of nice actually not having maybe the one who were seeing it through their eyes mm. be the captain or, yeah. you know, that they weren't the captain. Yeah. But also, like, I was, I've just been also waiting for three full seasons. For her to be the captain. For Michael to be the captain. Yeah. I mean, because if oh. we really had a three season redemption arc. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask too. Like, I mean, not we y'all were talking about like you know this is this is yes, it's a dystopia, but it's you know hopeful because we have um, you know we're we're being shown a light rather being rather right. than being, I guess like everything is light. Yeah, and exactly. A few little assaulted shadows. by light. Yeah. Um, so, so is is Michael? Like the redemption story of Michael, the redemption arc of Michael is Michael the like kind of. The whole show starts with her in jail. True, true. Having been removed from Starfleet and put in jail for starting the Klingon War, which is the whole start of Star Trek. I, I feel like I I really do like that she is still flawed though. You know, mm-hmm. she still of has course. these like she has issues. And even though she's the main character, I feel like over and over we're shown that, you know, she's not important. She's important, but she is not so much more important than everybody else on the show. Yeah. Without, that's why I said they all need each other. Yeah. yeah. They all yeah. need each other. Um, but I will just say that, I mean, the idea that the first episode of this season where it's just her mm-hmm. is that hope is you part one and then this finale was that hope is you part two and, and then hurt. she gets four pips yep 
oh my word and let's fly oh i was i was just waiting for the oh, line man. i was like wait what's the line gonna be what's, what's the line gonna, gonna be because mm-hmm. we've been looking what's the line it? gonna be and saru was having such a hard time getting it Poor right saru. which was hilarious i was, but I was like, so proud of saru for like back to you know she's not faultless she she still has room for growth and that everybody is more like i like that saru asked her to step down as his yep. number one at some point like you're undermining me so i can't have you in this position and can we just say just overall Sonequa's performance is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, she's one of the strongest female characters I think we've ever seen on TV. Who also can be vul- who gets to be vulnerable. Yeah. Like, she we're not looking at Michael as this like perfect figure. Mm-hmm. We're getting to see her flaws. Yeah. We're getting to see her struggle. She questions herself. It's, like- I mean, it's it's like they're being so like persistent in writing her character so that she's not a Mary Sue. Yes. They're like really, really deliberate about that. And, and it also, I mean, it, yeah, she's not written one dimensional at all. Mm -hmm. Whatever that dimension is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's truly, uh, a uh, a complex character but in the end her just determination and strength and unwillingness to quit mm-hmm. after being alone for a year 900 years in the future and then thinking that she doesn't belong in the past yeah at the beginning of the season she has no home and yeah. at the end of the season She's the captain of the Discovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's quite an arc. Yeah. Yeah, it's like she's refound her place. I, I do like that. It's like she had to rediscover who she was throughout the course of the season and how she fit into this new world, what with having been on her own for a year, how did Book fit into this new world and this new life? And he's found his place, which is mm-hmm. sort of his place. I mean... Like, you mean piloting Discovery through the mycelial yeah. network? Can we yeah, talk about this like, in the uh-huh. end? That was crazy. And he's obviously brilliant. Like, I love that he comes out. He's like, well, I read the manual. Like, did, t- did nobody <laughs> think to do that? <laughs> you know, I mean, well, but he, but also he can do it because of his telepathic, extreme telepathic ability. You mean not like Diana, who... Is telepathic when tell. she wants to be. Yeah, it's clouding my empath abilities. The writers of that show had no idea how to deal with that character. Negative emotions. She they was like, "I sense nothing, Captain." Well, then what good are you doing here? They're hiding something from us, but I can't tell what. That's because she's only half Betazoid. Okay, I do That's love a her though. Cheap... I still love Troy. Like, don't get me wrong; she's one of my favorite characters. Particularly when she and Beverly do yoga in the hallway. Ooh, I. Sorry. That's it's... not when she's one of my favorite characters. No, I know. I'm just making a joke about the sexism in Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yes. that's huge. I, I used to laugh at her outfits all the time. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the, the, the revolving outfits of Deanna Troy are a definite thing of next gen. For Just how many ways can mm-hmm. we wear spandex? But it's also not going to well, cover seven a whole of nine. lot. I mean, this is something that Oh, well, seven of nine, too. too. Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a, yeah. Oh, cute. Um, oh, speaking of costumes and aesthetic things. The, the, my, one of my few complaints I hate 
the new uniform. I was going to ask. They are so ugly. I loved the old ones. I was like, I'm going to wear that for Halloween sometime. That is cute. These gray ones with the, ooh, they're ugly. Sorry. Okay. Do y'all like them? I'm I kind of like them. I'm glad that we have the colors back. Like I, I need the, I need the like divisions colors. The division like, colors. That's, I don't mind that, but they're just. Ugh, they it does gray. feel a little. Is it Battlestar Galactica that they look like? Yeah, I a little bit. I haven't watched that. Yeah, it just it almost like their uniforms almost look like a dystopia to me, where they're just gray <laughs> and everybody has the same exact very unflattering cut. It doesn't look good on anybody. So I, I mean, guess, the yeah, future. Gray, it's equal. The future was a dystopia when they got there. Yeah, but do they now it's egalitarian like with the uniforms. Everybody yeah, looks bad. Everybody looks bad. <laughs> so we what can't make you... everybody look good, so we're going to make you all look terrible. So let's just all wear taupe. We're all just going to wear gray. <laughs> like oh, 19... not even a flattering 1995 gray. office building taupe. Though I, I will say, what I did a rewatch of DS9 recently, mm. and one of the things that we're talking about sexism, one of the things that struck me in 2021... Um, was the different fittings of uniforms, right? Of the just the plain like gray, like the gray shoulders and black, um, everything else, mm-hmm. um, Starfleet uniforms. The the women were, um, they I mean they were skin tight, and the men were mm-hmm. like these huge baggy uniforms, and it just oh, yeah. really struck struck me this time around um, in a way that it hasn't before. So. May, you know, egalitarian. Well, like, oh, you mean on? I was like, sorry. I, you on mean Deep on? Space you mean on on Deep Space Nine? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about Discovery all no, of a no, sudden. No, no, no. I was like, so, so, no. So I was Discovery like, no, getting away from like skin tight uniforms might yes. like, you know. Yes, that's right. Not be the I liked worst thing. The, the blue and gold ones, and I did like what the, I. I never sat there and was like, uh, yeah, of course, this is what the girls wearing, and this is what the guy. Which I will say, like, on a regular basis, you would notice that with, like, even Next Gen. I love Mm -hmm. Next Gen, but the outfits. And I like the color. Anyway. Okay. Lightning round. Rank the three seasons of Discovery. Oh, I don't know. (gasps) Stop. I gotta look. Three, two, one. So, Sarah, one is... Klingon War. Two is plus, plus Terran Empire. Plus Terran Empire. Two is two is is like Red, Red Angel. Angel. I think I know. I know. I was glancing back because I was trying to think. It's hard. Okay, I think honestly, it's gonna be one three two for me. And I'm oh. gonna go. And I'm gonna go two three one. So. Wow. I adored right. season. Two. I loved this season. It was. Gr- I've loved the whole show. I, I was gonna say it's 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 hard for me because it's not like any of them where I'm like, well, I didn't really like nothing. I had to look and literally think, okay, what puts one season over the other? And I it's just, just barely the stuff with the Red Angel and Spock and Burnham and uh, that, no, was that was just. I was, was a sucker for Gosh, Lorca. I, I loved I, the Lorca storyline. Huh? I just can't what, get past the new Klingon look. Still, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, that was weird, but I loved. I loved Ash. I loved. Um, yeah. I, loved I just like. I, I guess I get that they're space orcs, but like. <laughs> yeah, they are. Space don't make orcs. it obvious. <laughs> right, right. They were. Um, but yeah, space I, orc I, Russians. I almost went three, two, one though, Josh. That was mm-hmm. it. Was a like two, three to me is 
I they're could, close. Oh, they're super hard. close. They're so close. Well, three feels almost like a continuation of two to me. But, two? I, but 900 years in the future. I, well, I will admit that I'm also like such a canon snob. So yeah. them being so far removed from canon helps me to enjoy it because I'm not like, oh, but this and this and oh, this. Oh, and see, not being, not having been immersed in Star Trek for just all that long, it's been Gosh, I don't think it's even really been a year. It's basically been a year. Yeah, it's really been a year because this is when Picard... Yeah, I have only been a Star Trek fan for a year now. Because at Voice Foundation, we were like talking about which ones you should watch. Speaking of which, Sarah, can you grab one of the glasses to show Josh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. (laughs) Okay, vocal fam, Sarah's going to go grab something real quick. Um, But so anyway, no, I think that, you know, I, I almost had gone three, two, one like you... But I was like, uh, I'm going to go 2 3 one, Because just, I don't know. So there was something about season two that was just like, we also watched that like in the prime of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, like, meaning like, it was like April when we were finally watching Discovery. And I was like, we needed, we needed media. Yeah. But, but then I was like watching this new Star Trek show and I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> okay, Sarah, show Josh your Christmas gift. Oh, that is oh, awesome. I don't know if you can see it well. Oh, wait. Nope. No, I can there see it. Admiral Pygott. That's, That's mine. Nice. Her husband says Captain Pygott. Yes. Nice. <laughs> that is amazing. So we got the matching Star Trek wine glasses or like little, you know, yep. tumbler glasses. Excellent. I feel like I should buy one that says like Ensign or oh. Lieutenant Commander and like have it on hand. So if he annoys me, I can pull it out and make him use that one. I was using this during um, teaching today and this was one of my Christmas gifts. Oh, Quark's ah! Bar! Yes! It is a Quark's Bar um, beer glass. Because basically, Sarah, the first three seasons of DS9 are Cheers in Space. <laughs> the last four seasons are a war movie but the first three seasons oh, of ds9 are cheers in space it holds up so well though that, right. that series above all holds up so well yeah 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 it okay. does it does i'm, like, I'm not still, i'm not so sure i still I f- cry at the end of the second to last season i'm and still the end of the last season. i'm still not so sure i agree that discovery does not discovery uh voyager um, I was like, I thought oh, I we liked Discovery. No, and, and Enterprise, I just, I, uh, Enterprise. Yeah. Mm. It's better, it's better than it was back then. Oh, uh, maybe. To be honest. Um, uh, okay, all right. So, um, I would ask, I would have us rank Discovery amongst the other series, but mm. since Sarah hasn't watched them all, I, I don't know. That's not fair. It's not no. a fair, it's not a fair question. I've only seen three. Do we think... In the in the as as we wrap this up, do we think that the next season of this in gives us some more information from Romulus Vulcan Navarre? Uh, yeah, mm, and, and and what that how that evolved? Absolutely, and and uh, Picard is starting to uh, they're starting they're shooting. starting to film. Yeah, yeah so. I I fully anticipate these two worlds colliding colliding Merging. a bit. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, uh, one thing I didn't mention that I loved was the sentience of the sphere data. Oh, yes. the sentience? Yeah. yeah. I, Which I, we knew was going to happen to some extent because of the short tracks again. Right. You know, that was, I, that was, I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, I forgot to mention that. That was, mm-hmm. that was really nice. The sphere data was something I at one, all at once 
both really loved, but also was almost one of my like less I liked less because um, I I love it. I love the sphere data. I love its sentience. I love just how much there is that can be done with it and explored. Yeah. But there were times when I almost felt like it was a cop out. Like uh, we don't know how to come back from this sphere data. I we just don't know I, what to do. Sphere. Have you I get watched that. Picard, Sarah? All of it? All of Picard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I have this sense that the, like, mission control, or control, rather, control, control. From, yeah. from Discovery 2, and the sphere data, and um, the stuff that they were dealing with in Picard, I feel like all it's of all this related. is going to converge. Yep. Because in the short trek, we have Discovery just, like, tossed in a nebula somewhere where... Um, you know where the the sphere data has sentience. Um, oh, okay. it, it, so I just this is I think this is just going to be something that they I All think this is how in. discovery is going to end, and I think they're just building to it over however many seasons. Okay. With a resurgence of control. At, at the very least, that the or, that, or something that the with AI. Data, yeah, something with AI. I think something all of AI. this is kind Which of should be. That converging. totally makes sense if we're really trying to tie in Picard and this, and that's what I would love to see control come back and more developed with that because I just feel like there was still so much more to be done, but if they're waiting for Picard to kind of build into that, that makes sense. So me. what you're saying is basically control is Ultron. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I am. There, I brought it home, vocal fans. I like it. I We're brought tying it, home. it all together. There, there it That's was. That's why you had Avengers playing at the beginning. That's why we used Black Widow. It, it all makes sense. There it is. I brought we are just plan. incredibly prescient. <laughs> <laughs> brought us full circle. There it was. All it. right, vocal fam. Well, we hope your 2021 is off to the best, best start. Sarah, what'd you have for breakfast? Um, it's like protein muffin thing. Ooh. It's not like Kodiak brand. It's pretty good. No kind so, bar this week. Not this. Well, I'm out right now. Ah. So if you're ever looking at the Kodiak protein muffins, you're like, wow, Sarah said she ate this. Don't get the big mix and make like 12 of them. Don't they get the big gross. mix. They are okay. gross. Don't do that. I like the little, they come, you can get them in just like a muffin in a cup thing where you just make one, you know, you add your milk, stir it up and microwave it. Those are good. Not the whole pack. Those, not not good. All right, stick with the single dose, folks. Yep. <laughs> Just, you know, if you're looking to me for breakfast recommendations, hey, which you shouldn't. We have been for four years, so, I mean. Uh, <laughs> don't follow my dietary habits. Terrible life choice. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. Terrible life choice. Uh, somebody out there has been doing it. I, I would still love it if, if, if a very special member of the vocal fam were to take every single one of your episode every single one of your breakfasts and actually write them down that would be just that would be terrifying i do not is this yvonne's homework (laughs) you're right (laughs) i don't think i ever want to be faced with sarah this is what you've eaten for breakfast for the last how many years like that oh wow if we ever do t-shirts again though they really should have said what did sarah have for breakfast that should have been what the t-shirt said oh my Uh, word no you should have a plate (laughs) that has it on there and That's then a, when Sarah's done breakfast, it says, what did Sarah have for breakfast? For breakfast. <laughs> That's what I'm going to get. Just, next week I'm on a plate with just Sharpie written on it. Speaking, it. speaking of Vocal Fry merch, Vocal Fam, if you would like a sticker, mm-hmm. if you will just DM me or email the podcast your mailing address, I will actually, at no cost to you, I will mail you a few stickers. They're so cute. 
Um, Clutch. So if you will just, Vocal Fam, if you would like a few stickers, um, I had a number of people reach out after I put them on social media. I've got a few hundred stickers um, that I don't want. (laughs) You don't want to just like plaster your car? No, I mean, I I enjoy having some. Get your new laptop and put them all on the back. Oh, it's on my laptop already. Yeah, but when you get a new new one. Oh, yeah, I know. Vocal vocal Fam. Perna needs a new laptop. It's, It's happening in 2021, and he's just really waiting to hear what the actual silicone in the 16 inch macbook pro will be um anyway it's a waiting game right now looks like march 2021 right josh i think so and i think also (laughs) the the imacs as well the imac as well yes i think it's going to be the same thing for the imac and the and the and the 16 inch macbook pro anyway that's a totally different nerd genre (laughs) um but uh vocal fam thank you for tuning in we hope you had a great new year we hope that that you know we welcome you back to the spring semester 2021 um and uh also just thinking about all of you hoping that uh you know sometime in the near in the near-term future, you're able to get vaccinated yeah. um, just for, you know, all of our good health. Um, please, in these next three months, which are probably the most three dangerous of the entire pandemic, please be careful, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really wear your mask, wash your hands, do the, do the things that you need to be doing, um, and, and please stay safe. Um, know that we're thinking about you, and, and we want you to stay safe. And... And, you know, since we've been talking about it all all episode, I'll just say this one more time, just with the Fight the Fatigue campaign for Nats. If if you need to, you know, please, like I said, I admit it on the podcast, I, I, you know, I've been in therapy now for months. If if you need to see a mental health professional, please do it. But if you just need somebody to talk to, because we all need each other, that was the theme that I was talking about from the season. Mm -hmm. We all need each other. If you just need somebody to talk to, I'm here, vocal fam. Like, I'm... I'll, 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 I've gotten better at actually just sitting and listening to people when they need to talk. I like it. Um, you know, there was a there, Nick. Not uh, there please. was a quote at the very end of uh, the Star Trek. Do you want to read episode. it? Did you have it up? I would. I have it. I would. Yeah. Wrap. Wrap I think up. it's perfect for what you were just saying. Yep. Was, there was a quote from Gene Roddenberry at the end of this episode. It said, "In a very real sense, we're all aliens on a strange planet. We spend most of our lives reaching out and trying to communicate." If during our whole lifetime we could reach out and communicate with just two people, we are indeed fortunate. And there it is. And there it is, Love folks. It. Um, that's it. What a beautiful we, ending. That's it, Vogel fam. We all need each other. And thank you, Josh, for reading that. Thank you for having that up. Yeah. Uh, that's it. All right. Love y'all. Well, peace out, Vogel fam. <laughs>